This is Phaser Speaks, allowing love and light to transform your life. And you're tuning into the Queen I Am series. It is my social obligation to create change that make mountains move. I am so excited. I am so excited about today and the message that God has laid on my heart. But before we go into anything, let's just start off with the word of God in prayer. So let's get to it. Dear God, thank you for the opportunity and the anointing for your appointment to share your message. Help me, sweet Jesus, to be transparent, deliberate, and encouraging. Lord, if there's anything in my spirit that is not of you, I ask you to decrease me and increase your spirit so that your message will not go on deaf ears, but reach the very depths of the broken spirit to men. Heal and reveal your everlasting love and power. God, just have your way. Give your daughters their rightful place at the throne of grace. So give them the motivation to dust up their crowns and take their place as queens. We believe and we receive your message today. Amen. I am so excited because we are doing part two of our message from last week. So we're going to go back to the book of Joshua, but we're going to look at the sixth chapter and we're going to um, look at six, um, um, two, we're going to focus on um, two. So, uh, if I had to entitle today's message, it would be shout for your lifeline. So I want you to tell your fellow Queens that when your backs are against the wall and you don't know what to do, God will use you and remember he will provide lifeline. So I want to um, start off with uh, where we were recapping from last week, which was we were talking about the destruction of Jericho and we're talking about Joshua and how Joshua had to convince the people of Israel to shout in advance and to follow his instruction that God has given him. But now I want to take a step further and we're going to go and talk about what was happening in the city of Jericho before the walls came tumbling down. Verse two says, and Joshua, the son of Nun sent out uh, of Shittim two men spies to secretly saying, go, View the land, even Jericho. And they went and they came back into a harlot's house named Rahab. And they lodged there. And it was told to the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight, the children of Israel, to search, search out your country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thy house, for they be come to search out all the country. And the woman, this is from verse four, took the two men and hid them and says, there came men unto me, but I wist not where they were. 
5. And it came to pass about the time of shutting the gate, that when it was dark, that the men went out. Whither the men went out, I know not. Pursue after them quickly, for you shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house, and hid them with the stalks of the flax, which she laid out in order upon them on the roof. And all the men pursued them the way of Jordan unto the forts, and as soon they which pursued after them where were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they lay down, she came upon them to the roof, and she said unto them, I know the Lord hath given you the land, and their terror has fallen upon us, and all that inhabits the land faint because of you. For we have heard the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. And when you came out of Egypt, you came unto two kings of the Amorites, and they were on the other side of Jordan, and you destroyed them. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did they, um, did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord of your God, he is the God of heaven and above the earth and beneath. Now, therefore, I pray unto you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you will also show me kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token. And that you will save alive my father, my mother, my brother, my sisters, and all that you have and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her and said, our life for yours. If you utter not this business of ours, and it shall be, and when the Lord have given us the land, that he will deal you kindly and true with thee. Wow. Then she let down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon a town of the wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you to the mountain, and lest your pursuers meet you, hide yourself there for three days, and until your pursuers return, afterwards then you go your way. And the men said unto them, We will be blameless on thine oath, which has have made us swear. Behold, when you came into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in your window, did thou let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brother and all the house home into thee. So basically, in 21, she's saying, and she said, according to thy word, so it be. And she sent them away and they departed. And she was bound the scarlet line in the window. Woo! I know that's a lot, but we're going to break it down. And we're going to break it down so much that you're go it's going. God is going to break down something important and special in your spirit. Queens, I want to talk about our sister Rahab. See, if it's not you, everyone knows a Rahab. And Rahab is the local harlot. In today's term, I'm just going to be blunt with you. She was a neighborhood hoe. She was a thirsty chick. One of your girlfriends that you secretly bash about how many men they hooked up with. But whatever you call a woman who entertains or have sex uh, with a lot of men for money or drugs or rent or a nice dinner or for status in the community or simply for a bundle of Brazilian weave. Your exchange with the opposite sex is sex and gifts time and time again. You may want to reevaluate your lifestyle. 
But whatever your lifestyle is or was, God sees your heart. Thank you, Jesus. God sees your heart and he still wants to use you. Are you going to allow him to give you a lifeline? Now, in the text, Rahab was ostracized, set apart in her community. And the king of Jericho heard that some people came into his city and their reputation and their objective to take over his city got word out on the streets. So the king must have been pretty smart in the community of folks slash church folks to go around and they've been talking and peeping at her windows and gossiping about who goes in and out of Rahab's house. I just want to put you on blast for people who talk about the Rahabs in your community and the Rahabs in your family and the Rahabs in your schools or your jobs. Let me be clear. If you are a child of God, you're not supposed to be talking about the Rahabs. You're not supposed to be making a conversation negatively about the Rahabs. You're supposed to be praying for the Rahabs. See, the king set out to Rahab's house and she, he sent them to Rahab's house. And Rahab's house was situated, um, the constructs of her house was lying against the wall of Jericho. So let's talk about the wall first. The wall was right on the promise of what God said for Israel children. And the wall, that same wall, held up the structure of Rahab's house. Sometimes you may be on the wall of your breakthrough and you don't even know it. Sometimes you may be living on the wall that is the wall of your breakthrough or your blessing. Sometimes your lifestyle may be living against a wall like Rahab. You may be living your own bad relationships or you may have that unethical jobs or that guilt or insecurity and that fear. And you may be holding up. Your blessings may be on the other side of the wall and your structure may be set against the wall that you still haven't break through or bridge a gap of success towards your blessings. You have to understand that you're real close. So Rahab's house was real close to something about to happen. Verse three says, and the king of Jericho sent out to Rahab's house saying, bring forth the men to come into thee, which you entered into the house for they come to search our country. So Rahab was housing some people that she wasn't supposed to be housing. And sometimes we house people or we're in the presence of people and because we don't know them and they don't know us you start to judge a book by its cover and that's a dangerous thing because God didn't have any perspective of person he loves us unconditionally despite our status despite our followers counts despite how many people likes whatever on our social media accounts God says if you have a purpose that I put in you, that purpose will get fulfilled. 
Sometimes you don't even realize it. You're just backed against this wall and you don't even realize that you have a purpose that goes beyond your structure or the house you live in. It's important that when you notice a behavior from other sisters like the Queen Rahab, instead of gossiping about them, instead of labeling them, it is important that you try to extend compassion to them, pray for them, invite them to church, wait, watch your tone when you invite them to church. Mm, you should go to church. No, 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 no. You should say, come on, sis. I see something in you. I see that there's an emergency going out that we want to address in your spirit that God has placed in you, Lord Jesus. And he wants to get the emergency right out of you. And you have to be compassionate. I want to shout out to Pastor Arthur D. Taylor, who leads Christ Baptist Church, who preached about being compassionate like Christ. I don't believe that Rahab had the money. If she had the money, that she would need to be a prostitute or a thirsty chick. So often we're quick to judge without asking the question of who or what led to this behavior. Although we are all born in sin, babies, for example, they're born in sin as well. And they're genuinely loving beings who desire to be loved. And they need that physical connection that helps them grow into develop into healthy children. So you don't know why the person may function in that dysfunction. But as Christ-like queens, we're supposed to get invested and extend love with action. Okay, let's get back. I, I digress. I digress. Okay. So the latter verse implies that Rahab and all her family that lived under her roof, despite her profession, profession, she was a provider. However, Rahab was not the woman who did not give into public opinion. She didn't care about the gossipers, but she did pay attention to the word on the street. And what I mean by that is she was waiting or expecting, or she was ready for her breakthrough. I believe that to be a woman of the ill repute or a thirsty chick, you are always waiting for the next big break. We hear about basketball players and hip hop artists and some party that went down. However, there's always some women or some groupies that know before the pop star celebrity even hit the city, they know where the party's gonna be at and they are there. Come on, some of you watch these shows like Love and Hip Hop, Hop and Basketball Wives and how do you think these shows, like, um, how do you think these women on these shows met their husbands? Now, I'm not talking about the Aisha Carries or the Gabrielle Unions who had equal fame and status. I'm talking about the relationships that need security by celebrity status. And I'm trying to get you to see the biggest celebrity the biggest, best-known thing who is timeless and ever so loving and kind and who's waiting for you. You don't even have to be thirsty. You just have to want, seek, and follow his word. I'm talking about the King Jesus. I'm talking about God. And she said unto these men, and when, when she realized that these men were coming and she heard about them, Rahab had an idea who these men were. And she said, I know the Lord God. This is in verse 9 and 10. I know he's giving you the land. 
and that the terror has fallen upon us. I know that all the inhabitants of the land will faint because of you. That means that I know that you're the next big thing and I've heard of the God you serve and I want to be a part of that. See, she was, again, her house was built against the wall and she knew that she was ready and willing and she was close to that blessing, but she wanted to take part of that blessing. And she said in verse 10, for we have heard how the Lord of the water, he dried up the Red Sea for you and how he brought the kids of Egypt out. Sometimes, saints, when you have a testimony and you're going through, it is imperative, it is important that you share your testimony because your testimony is showing God's provision. Your testimony is showing how God breaks things, breaks chains and breaks addictions and breaks things in your life that you're struggling with to others. Your testimony saves other folks. Your testimony may be a very well a lifeline. So God wants you to share the good things he's doing for you. Share the good things. Share the deliverance. God wants you to share that deliverance, folks. Queens, I'm telling you that it is important that you understand that keeping what you're going through a secret and 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 not sharing God's blessing and provision for you is not sharing his favor over you. How is people going to get excited about serving God if you're not excited about what God has done for you and how he's brought you through on a daily basis. Are you a queen that has compassion? Are you a queen that imparts wisdom and love and extend so much compassion that before people even meet you, your walk with God in your favor precedes you? Shouldn't that be our goal? Shouldn't our, our, our reputation be so Christ-like and so energetic for the Lord and say, oh, you haven't seen, you haven't met her. I, I just want to die daily. I want God to um, make my flesh die daily. So when people see me, they don't see me. Faza, they see the God within me. And they see that when I speak, I want to speak the word of God. When I talk, I want to talk about the word of God. I want to shout because God has brought me through saints. He's killed the spirit of depression. He's killed the spirit of suicide. I know what it's like to have to wash up out of a bucket. I know what it's like to have to, um, um, pray over your children when they're going in a different direction and you're scared that you're going to lose them and the devil is going to overtake your children. I know what it's like to ask for healing in your body when you don't see a way out of no way. God can make it happen. So I'm just letting you know that you got to let people know about the joy who's responsible for the joy when you go through. So a person like Rahab in your community would respect you. A person and your community will want to get to know you better because they say, I want to, I want to have that, which, which she has. You got to want that for your life. When a tra tragedy happens and a person knows that, you know, the Lord of God, that is the time to say, I'm going to shout in advance because I know God is about to do something great in my life. And instead of looking down on people, you want to have compassion because this is what happens. The same people that you were gossiping about, saints, that you were talking about, 
the minute you fall down and have a hardship or get trapped like these two spies, you don't know who God is going to use. You don't know who God is going to use who may not know Christ to help you, to give you your lifeline. And you want them to extend that compassion to you. But if you lack compassion and you displayed ill feelings and negativity towards them, in other words, you teach people how to treat you. We could take it a step further. You teach people how to feel about you. Dr. Maya Angelou, God rest her spirit, said it best. They may not remember what you said or what you did, but people will remember how you made them feel. How do you make the people around you feel? When, when Rahab, you know, hosts these two spies, she made them feel like she's going to help them. Like she made them feel like I know and I submit and surrender to the God in you. Can people see the God in you that will make them want to help you and surrender and offer you a lifeline? They didn't care about her profession. They didn't care about who talked about it. They wanted to complete their mission. They wanted to live and get back to safety to report to Joshua that that's God's land, that the city is ours. When God saves us, he has no perspective of persons he doesn't care about what you did in the past. He cares about, he doesn't even care about who you did it to. He wants to use you, he will. All you got to do is allow God to use you. Are you available to you? Are you available to Christ? I love that song. Lord, I'm available to you. I do what you say to do. That's what Rahab was. She was available. She hid those men while the King Jericho men were um, searching her place. She went out of her way. Somebody in your past is hiding your secrets for you. They're keeping your past life in the past. No one likes to unlock those doors, but God used her despite her reputation of sin. God wants to use you too. God wants you to say, you know what? I don't care about what you said about this sister, I'm going to have lunch with her because there's something in her that might be a blessing to me. And I want to be a blessing to her. Rahab may have been a harlot and she may have been talked about, but she knew how she could get close to God and the children of Israel. She was ready to take full advantage of that opportunity to know this God. Rahab heard about the power of God. Rahab wanted the power of God and she recognized that without God, without Christ, this can't happen. So I want to be a part of that. And she said, now I swear, I pray you that the Lord, you show me kindness. I showed you kindness. Show me kindness in my father's house. Because of Rahab's service to the children of Israel and the children of God, God honored her commitment to the service with her life. You may need a lifeline. You may be backed against the wall in your finances, in your relationships, in your spirit. You may be lonely in the midst of your circumstances. God will use someone you least expect to throw you a lifeline. Then God, won't he do it, will turn it around. He will save that person through your initial need. Your lifeline then become theirs. You know, that's what I love about God. Come on, queens. Sometimes when he 
slips the anchor when he gives you an anchor and he makes you an anchor of support and an anchor of salvation for someone else they might turn around and you will get saved and they might catch you in return come on queens we are all connected there are some places and some spaces in your life that has a little Rahab in you now no it might not be the thirsty chick but Rahab's had so many other beautiful qualities that got overlooked she was resourceful she knew what was going on around her she was fearless because when the king set forth and brought his soldiers all through her house she knew she could have been slain she knew her family could have been slain but she knew and believed that the god they serve i'm gonna i'm gonna submit to them so she was fearless and she was compassion she compassionate she understood that the ends and the outs of survival she didn't she just didn't want to know you know she just didn't know what they were about she was expecting to get free she was expecting for a change she was expecting to be available to supply and catch the lifeline i love that show in the past who wants to be a millionaire because after all your lifelines are used up, there's one particular lifeline where you have to call somebody on the other line. And when you call that person on the other line, you are hoping and praying that they have the knowledge and information to get your breakthrough or your blessing or your million dollars. You are hoping and praying on that other line that they can give you the answer the key to your freedom, the key to your breakthrough, the key to your shouts in advance. And that's exactly what happened. Because I'm going to show you how Rahab let the two spies out of the window down by a cord. And that same window of breakthrough was then used outside her window to identify that she and her entire household will be saved. That same life load lifeline that same cord that same window that she let them out of god said in verse 18 behold when it come into the land there shall be a bind line of scarlet thread the line of scarlet thread in your window that thou didst let us out of let us down by thou shall bring thy father and thy mother and thy brother and you should put that same line out hang it out won't he do it? Won't God turn it around? Won't he allow the lifelines to be available to you if you just opened up your house like Rahab did? If you just open up your heart like Rahab did? If you keep your ears to the ground and say, I want to be, I want to hear your spirit, Jesus. I want to walk the way you walk. I want to talk the way you talk. I want to pray the way you pray, Lord Jesus. I just want to be closer to you, Lord. I just want to be the Rahab in this lifetime, Lord, that's waiting and expecting for the next big thing. She was waiting for the window of opportunity. Are you waiting for the window of opportunity? Can you shout in advance that your lifeline is coming to the same people who criticized you, who made you fall like the walls of Jericho? I said, people who labeled you will be left in a fallen city. Rejoice and give God glory and some praise for your lifeline. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Rahab and her family were saved because they recognized God's power are you recognizing God's power are you falling and thanking God in advance for his grace and mercy and expecting his lifeline shout shout for the very lifelines of the God we serve
This is our bow down moment where we are trading tears for tiaras, stories of overcoming. It's time to be celebrated. Whether it's someone in pop culture, family, sister friends, or even strangers, we honor you. Today, I would like to honor my sister in Christ. She's my good friend and she is one of my sheroes, Naima Sanders. She has three amazing kids she's raising who are excellent in school, athletic stars on the track field, robotics, basketball, and even independent thinkers. And besides holding down a full-time job, she takes on a few part-time jobs. She went back to school, received her bachelor's degree, and got three promotions in less than a five-year span. Isn't that outstanding? And what makes her wonderful is that she makes sure her kids know that her strength comes from the Lord. Outside of all the many hats she wears, she is currently writing books. So I just honor you. I love you, sister. And I just want to keep on praying for you and encouraging you. Keep on doing a good thing. God sees you and he is making sure that your window of opportunity and your lifeline is going to be fulfilled. And I will not only just like to celebrate Naima, but along with so many other single moms who are holding it down, we bow down to you for making it happen. When the world says we can't, we know that we can through Christ Jesus. Amen. Queens, it is time for our soul glow recap of the message. Are you making it known that you are a queen who is in service to the Heavenly Father and you are being compassionate in your action and your words? Have you been offering a lifeline to those in need by encouraging them to share your faith? Are you ready to receive that lifeline that can change your situation and allow you to be blessed so much that it spills over into your entire family? Queens, do yourself an evaluation and be a blessing to receive the blessing. Well, it's coming to the end of our podcast and you must begin to shout for your lifeline. Don't turn away and get distracted by who is supplying the lifeline, but thank God that he is supplying a lifeline to us and he uses all of us despite our baggage and our shortcomings to be a blessing and receive a lifeline of a blessing. So thank you so much and stay tuned for our next podcast. Thank you for taking this journey of healing with me. Fellow queens, please Follow me on Instagram at Phases Speaks or email me at phasesteespeaks at gmail.com. Let me hear about the great things that God has done when you shout in advance. Until our next podcast, continue to allow love and light to transform your life.